Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. And I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will go to Hotel Deck 3, where you will learn the next step in the history of Starfleet with the NCC 1701 Enterprise and the adventures of Captain Kirk and his, his faithful crew. Vicky, can you take us to the coordinates where we're supposed to be for this? Aye, aye, Captain. Here, 
on an isolated asteroid, Kirk finds Zephram Cochran, inventor of warp drive, who has been missing for 150 years. Now, we heard about Zephram Cochran from Enterprise. Right. So this shouldn't be a surprise to you too much. So, are you ready to kick this one in the butt? Yes. Incoming subspace signal. Sorry, Mickey forgot to turn off her phone. Right? <laughs> She's in trouble this time. I am in deep trouble. Projected point three, Captain. Adjust to new course two oh one mark one five. Shuttle Shuttlecraft Galileo. Number six, I do believe. I thought it was number one. No. I believe it's number six. Let me double check here. Change. Small thanks to the Starfleet. Not really, Commissioner. You can't blame the Starfleet. I should have received the proper inoculations ahead of time. Okay. Shiro's disease is extreme. So, it is NCC 1701-7. So we're both wrong. Okay. And she has Securo's disease, which was a very rare life-threatening illness. According to Larry McCoy in 2267, the chances of contracting it were very, were literally billions to one. In... It was caused by a pathogen of some sort. The disease was detectable long before the symptoms. Symptoms included fever, emotional instability, that's probably why something happens to her later, right. and coma, leading to death. Okay. How would you like to go out like that? That doesn't sound very fun. Heck, no. The disease was always fatal, if untreated, but in the, as of the 23rd century, it could be cured at a hospital. Okay. And, just so you know who the gal is, Okay, so that is Commissioner, Federation Commissioner, Nancy Hepford. And Biggie also forgot to shut off her her uh, walkie-talkie <laughs> for work. <laughs> Sorry. Nancy Hepford was a human female civilian who lived during the 23rd century. Uh, so, yeah. You'll find out what she does and on what planet and blah, 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 blah. Which was my next question. Who was she? And we already said. Right. Rare. The chances of anyone contracting it are literally billions to one. I was sent to Epsilon Canaris 3 to prevent a war, Doctor. So, Epsilon Canaris 3. Epsilon Canaris 3. So, it says here, is an inhabited third plant in the Epsilon Canaris system. The plant was located near the Gemini Canaris region. Gotcha. In 2267, Assistant Commissioner Nancy Hetford was dispatched there to prevent an outbreak of war. The commissioner developed 
Sakaro's disease and had to be evacuated. Subsequent events made her return impossible and, and necessar necessitated the assignment to another mediator. That's all it says. Right. We don't know who went in her place or anything like that. Thanks to the inefficiency of the medical branch of the Starfleet, I've been forced to leave before my job was done. Commissioner, I can assure you that once we reach the Enterprise with its medical facilities, we'll have you back to your job in time for you to prevent that war. How soon will we rendezvous with that ship of yours, Captain? In exactly four hours, 21 minutes, Commissioner. Which would usually be plenty of time to cure her. Right. Captain, will you check your automatic scanner, please? It's odd. I've never seen anything like that before. Nor have I. Readings, Mr. Spark. Vaguely like a cloud of ionized hydrogen, but with strong erratic electrical impulses. So it's vaguely like a cloud of hydrogen with uh, erratic uh, electrical impulses. Right. Helm does not answer, Captain. Line under the pod. Communications are dead. Building overload. Good old power relays. Captain, what's happening? I demand to know. You already know as much as we do, Miss Hedford. What if that thing is outside? The anchor's off course from the Enterprise. Now on course 98 mark 12, heading directly toward Gamma Canaris region. Jim, we've got to get Miss Hedford back to the Enterprise. Condition. I don't know, Bones, but there's nothing I can do about it. Then I insist you make your scheduled rendezvous with the Enterprise. Miss Hedford, we'll do what we can when we can. At the moment, we're helpless. You might as well sit back and enjoy the ride. So, in my opinion, Miss Hedford is a little bit of a pain in the ass. Right. Actually, I take that back. She's a big pain in the ass. Right. I insist you take and put us back on course. We just said we can't. You just heard that a second ago. We can't do shit. You're screwed. Exactly. Fahrenheit, 
practically identical to Earth in its atmosphere. Gravity is similar to Earth, most unusual in view of its size. The bulk of the body seems to be iron and nickel. More than an asteroid, like a small planetoid, I should say, possibly a remnant from a planet breakup. Totally suitable for human life. All right, we get out and get up. Issue pieces. Bones, maintain full alert. Commissioner, if you'll stay inside. Just how long am I supposed to stay inside, Captain? That's a very good question. I wish I could answer it. All right, let's go. Just a body language order. Even irritated me. Right. Something to know. The Galileo uh -oh. was a one-to-one -one scale model. Gotcha. And it always has been. Exact same readings, almost as Spock got when we were pulled off course. The ionized cloud. Think so. Oh, it reads here on the surface with us. It's off in that direction. And it doesn't read solid. It's uh, more unstable, tenuous, like a collection of gases.
Nice to see you. A woman. Beautiful one at that. I'm Captain James T. Kirk, commanding the Starship Enterprise. It's my first officer, Mr. Spock. You're a Vulcan, aren't you? Correct. Chief Surgeon Leonard McCoy. Doctor? Pleasure. Oh, and excuse me. Assistant Federation Commissioner Hedford. Ma'am? Food to a starving man. <laughs> All of you. Hey, that's a nice ship. Simple and clean. Been trying to get her to go again? Well, forget it, it won't work. He's human, Jim. Everything checks out perfectly. Mr. Cochran. We were forced off our course and taken here by some force we couldn't identify. Which seems to be on the surface of this body at the moment. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. Say we'll be unable to get the ship to function again? Not a chance. There's some sort of damping field down here. Power systems don't work. Take my word for it. Don't mind if we continue to try. Right ahead, you've got plenty of time. What about you, Cochran? How did you get here? Marooned, I told you. Look, we'll have lots of time to learn about each other. I have a small place over that way. All the comforts of home. I can even offer you a hot bath. How perceptive of you to notice that I needed one. If you don't mind, Mr. Cochran, I'd like a little more than just a statement that you were marooned here. It's a long way off the beaten path. That's right. That's why I'm so glad to see you. Look, I'll tell you everything you want to know, but not here. Your ship is sure a beauty. Yes, she is. And you've been out of circulation quite a while. The principles may be new to you. Mr. Spock. Why don't you explain our methods of propulsion to Mr. Cochran? But he doesn't say much. Mm. I've noticed something else. What's that? It looks familiar. Really? How did you mention Pete that? I can't quite place him. What about Miss Hedford? No temperature yet. But we gotta get underway soon, Jim. I guarantee you it will develop. What are we gonna do? Take Cochran up on his offer. Built this, Mr. Cochran? Yes, I had tools and supplies left over from my crash. Not bad. Not earth, of course, but it's livable. I grow vegetables in the fields over that next bridge. Come on in. All the comforts of home, indeed. Where'd you get the antiques? What do you mean, my instruments? Well, I imagine things have changed a lot since I crashed. Not that much. Must you keep it so terribly hot in here? Well, temperature is a constant 72 degrees. Let me get you something cool to drink. You feel hot? I feel infuriated, deeply put upon, and absolutely outraged. 
Oh, it was quite a hike here. You're tired. Just uh, take it easy for a while. I'll rest later, Doctor. Temperature, Captain. First sign. Yes, I know. It means we're running out of time. Captain. Doctor. the light plays tricks on you. Be surprised, but I've imagined I've seen around here sometimes. We imagined nothing, Mr. Cochran. There was an entity out there, and I suspect it was the same entity which brought us here. Please explain. Nothing to explain. Thank you. You'll find I have a very low tolerance level where the safety of my people are concerned. We find you out here where no human has any business being. We were virtually hijacked in space and brought here. Now, I'm not just requesting an explanation, mister. I'm demanding one. All right. It was the companion. What? Well, that's what I call it. As a matter of fact, Captain, I uh, didn't crash here. I was brought here in my disabled ship. I was almost dead. The companion saved my life. You were injured? I was dying, Mr. Spock. You seem perfectly all right now. What was the matter? An old man. What? Well, I don't know how it did it, but the companion rejuvenated me. Made me young again, like I am now. I prefer to reserve judgment on that part of your story, sir. Meanwhile, would you please explain exactly what this companion of yours is? I told you, I don't know what it is. It exists, it lives, and I can communicate with it. It's a pretty far-out story. Mr. Cochran, do you have a first name? Zephram. Zephram Cochran? Of Alpha Centuri? The discoverer of the space... Alpha Centuri was an inhabited planetary system in the Alpha Quadrant, located approximately four light-years from Sol, ours. Uh, well, that's our son. Right. This was a trinary system of three stars. Alpha Centauri A, B, and Proxima Centauri. What? That's right, Captain. That's impossible. Zephyr Cochran died 150 years ago. <laughs> throughout the known galaxy. Planets were named after him. Great universities, cities. Isn't your story a little improbable, Mr. Cochran? No, it's true. I was 87 years old when I came here. You say this companion found you and rejuvenated you? What were you doing in space at the age of 87? I was tired, Captain. I was going to die, and I wanted to die in space, that's all. True, his body was never found. You're looking at it, Mr. Spock. If so, you wear your age very well. How do you feel? 
terrible. How should I feel? Well, you're running a low temperature. Perhaps you should lie down. Doctor, will you please just leave me alone? It's, it's the heat. All right. Try to relax. Jump. This started the fever. It's over 100 and it's climbing. How long do we have? Out of hours, that's all. Mr. Cochran, you say you were brought here 150 years ago. You don't look a day over 35. I haven't aged. The companion sees to that. Definitely. These instruments, they date from the time indicated. From your ship, Mr. Cochran? I cannibalized it. The food, water, gardens, everything else I need, the companion gives me. Apparently creates it out of the native elements. You say you can communicate with it. Perhaps you can find out what we're doing here. I already know. You wouldn't mind telling us. You won't like it. I already don't like it. You're here to keep me company. You mean you brought us here? No, the companion did. I told her I'd die of loneliness. I thought it would release me. Then it brought you here. No! stands in the way, then we push it out of the way. Clear, Spock? Quite clear, Captain. Very well, you have your orders. Mr. Cochran, if you left here, what would happen to you? I'd begin to age again, normally. You want to leave here? Believe me, Captain, immortality consists largely of boredom. What's it like out there, in the galaxy? We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. We cross fantastic distances, and everything's alive, Cochran. Life everywhere, we estimate. There are millions of planets with intelligent life. We haven't begun to map. Interesting. How would you like to go to sleep for 150 years and wake up in a new world? It's all out there waiting for you. But we'll need your help to get away. You've got it. So you asked me once before in a different episode what that is right there. Right. So I found out what it is. Maybe it's a? Trident Scanner. Yay! The Trident Scanner was a 23rd century piece of a Federation technology that was used for repairing power relays. Okay. And there he said something about the companion. 
So the companion was a non-corporeal life form native to the planetoid Gamma Canaris N in the Gamma Canaris region, composed certain, uh, chiefly of ionized hydrogen and, elect and electricity. It appeared as a gaseous, vaguely sparking cloud of yellow, orange, or red. All right. verbal level, but I usually get my message across. I've got to try. We're helpless. See if we can do something. can't do anything to help Miss Edward. Then she'll die. If there's anything I could do to help, I would. And I will. But we can expect nothing from the companion. Spock. Well, you just found Spock. Are you all right? Yes. Quite all right, Doctor. A most fascinating thing happened. 
Apparently, the companion imparted to me a rather quaint, old-fashioned electric shock of respectable voltage. It attacked you, evidently. Unquestionably, a large part of its substance is simple electricity. Oh, yes. I'm not a scientist or a physicist, Mr. Spock. But am I correct in assuming that anything that generates electricity can be shorted out? Quite correct, Doctor. Put this in the proximity of the companion. Throw this switch, and it will scramble every electrical impulse the creature can produce. It cannot fail. Troubles you, Cochran? Companion saved my life. He's taken care of me all these years. And very close in a way that's hard to explain. I suppose I even have a sort of affection for it. It's also keeping you prisoner. I don't want it killed. I simply render it powerless. But you don't know. You could kill it. I won't stand for that, Kurt. We're getting out of here, Cochran. Face up to it. I'll do anything I have to to save all of our lives. I suppose from your point of view, you're right. We understand how you feel, Mr. Cochran. It has to be done. All right. You want me to contact it? Please. Outside. What's what they used to call it? The Judas Goat? Yes, he said Judas Goat. But it doesn't say anything on here. About it? No. It just oh. says that he says it. That's it. some risk, Captain. We do not know the extent of its powers. Nor yet ours.
You're all right, Jim. Commissioner Hedford is now definitely overdue for a rendezvous with the Enterprise. We are attempting to backtrack it. Backtracking. Mr. Scott. Computer Central reports that we are coming up on the coordinates of the last established position of the shuttlecraft. Thank you, Lieutenant. Steady. No. Mr. Scott. Bearing 310, Mark 35, just cleared. No antimatter residue. All scanners. Spherical sweep. Range maximum. They'll have to pick it up. If the shuttlecraft powered away, Mr. Scott, but if it were just towed? There'd still be traces of residual matter floating around, Lieutenant. Bearing 210 Mark 40. Strong particle concentration. We're on it, Mr. Scott. Lay on that course. Maintain scanning. Course laid in, sir. Particle density decreasing. Gone, sir. No means. Steady as she goes, Mr. Sulu. Well, that's not good. No. What do you think it means, Mr. Scott? The shuttlecraft was on schedule until it was shy five hours of rendezvous. And something happened. Well, I'd feel a lot better if it were a little more definite. Didn't wreck. There was no debris. There was no trace of expelled internal atmosphere, no residual radioactivity. Something took over. Tractor beams, maybe. Something. They dragged it away on the heading we're now on. If there are no further traces, how are we going to follow them? We stay on this course. See what comes up. It's a big galaxy, Mr. Scott. ideas and concepts common to all intelligent life. This device instantaneously compares the frequency of brainwave patterns, selects those ideas and concepts it recognizes, and then provides the necessary grammar. 
And it simply translates its findings into English. You mean it speaks? With the voice or the approximation, whatever the creature is on the sending end. Not 100% efficient, nothing ever is. Ready, Mr. Spock? Right. Mr. Cochran, call the companion. It is wrong to keep us here against our will. A man needs the company of his own kind, or he will cease to exist. He felt it to be. One of us will cease to exist if we don't get her to a place where we can care for her. A man needs others of his species. That is why you are here. The man Try to understand. It is the nature of our species to be free, just as it is your nature to stay here. We will cease to exist in captivity. Your bodies have stopped their peculiar degeneration. There will be nothing to harm you. <laughs> you will continue, and the man will continue. This is necessary. This is a marvelous opportunity to add to our knowledge. Ask it about its nature, its Strong. history. This isn't a classroom. I'm trying to get us out of here. A chance like this may never come again. It could tell us so much. This isn't the time. Companion, what you offer us is not continuation. It is non-existence. We will cease to exist. Even the man will cease to exist. Your impulses are illogical. This communication is useless. The man must continue. Therefore, you will continue. It is necessary.
Captain. Why didn't you build a translator with a feminine voice? We didn't. But I heard the idea of male and female are universal constants, Cochran. There's no doubt about it. The companion is female. I don't understand. You don't? A blind man could see it with a cane. You're not a pet. You're not a specimen kept in a cage. You're a lover. I'm a what? Her attitude when she approaches you is profoundly different than when she contacts us. Her appearance is soft, gentle. Voice is melodic, pleasing. I do not totally understand the emotion, but it obviously exists. Companion loves you. You, you know what you're saying? Right. For all these years, I've let something as alien as that crawl around inside me, into my... So you also have to remember, back when Cochrane was alive, we weren't all about this whole interspecies relationships things. Right. In mind, my feelings... What are you complaining about? It kept you alive, didn't it? That thing fed on me, used me. It's disgusting. There's nothing disgusting about it. Another life form, that's all. You get used to those things. You're as bad as it is. Your highly emotional reaction is most illogical. Your relationship with the companion has for 150 years been emotionally satisfying, eminently practical, and totally harmless. It may indeed have been quite beneficial. Is this what the future holds? Men who have no notion of decency or morality? Maybe I'm 150 years out of style, but I'm not going to be fodder for any inhuman monster. Because you don't understand. Right. Fascinating. A totally parochial attitude. Doctor. Doctor. Right here, Miss Hedford. Loved. Sets it. Just rest. I don't want to die. I've been good at my job. But I've never been loved. Never. What kind of life is that? Not to be loved. Never. To have shown love. <laughs> and he runs away from love. <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Scott reporting in lieu of the captain and the first officer. We are continuing our search for the missing shuttlecraft. Approaching what seems to be an asteroid belt, sir. Scanners report approximately 7,000 bodies of sizes running from types A to N. Atmosphere count? Approximately 34% of the bodies of atmosphere in types H to M. All right, then. We do it the hard way. 
All sensors set for life form registration. Automatic selection. Scott, there are thousands of them out there they could be on. If there aren't any of them at all. That's right, Lieutenant. Thousands. And we'll look them over one by one. Companion, you love the man. I do not understand. Is he important to you? More important than anything. Is he... As though he were a part of you. He is part of me. The man must continue. He will not continue. He will cease to exist. By your feeling for him, you are condemning him to an existence he will find unbearable. He will cease to exist. He does not age. He remains forever. You speak of his body. I speak of his spirit. Companion, inside the shelter, a female of our species is dying. She will not continue. That is what will happen to the man. Unless you release all of us. I do not understand. Our species can only survive if we have obstacles to overcome. You take away all obstacles. Without them to strengthen us, we will weaken and die. You regard the man only as a toy. You amuse yourself with him. You are wrong. The man is the center of all things. I care for him. But you can't really love him. You haven't the slightest knowledge of love, the total union of two people. You are the companion, he is the man. You are two different things. You can't join. You can't love. You may keep him here forever. But you will always be separate. Apart from him. of the hopelessness of love sometimes expresses itself in sacrifice. Now, maybe she loved him, she let him go. But she, or it, is inhuman, Captain. cannot expect her to react like a human. I tried. It's useless, I know.
You want me to answer that? Yeah, why don't you tell us? Did she die? So technically, yes and no. Right now, she just appeared standing in the doorway when she was so violently ill that she couldn't even stand. Right. So, what the companion says is that which was the commissioner was too weak to hold on. But we are here. Which means the commissioner is in the body, or does know what's going on, but is probably too weak to know what's going on. Right. Or to prevent it. Gotcha. And with that being said, the commissioner's part will probably die off shortly when the disease takes its course. Whereas the companion just gave up everything to be with him. Right. With Zephyrum. understand it. She's not sick at all. We understand. It's her. What? Don't you understand? It's a companion. Huh? Perfectly healthy. Heart like I am. Respiration normal. Blood pressure normal. It's medically impossible. We are here. We. Both of us. Those who knew as the commissioner and the companion. We are both here. Companion, you do not have the power to create life. That is for the maker of all things. But commissioner Hedford was dying. That part of us was too weak to hold on. In a moment, there would have been no continuing. Now we're together. You are both here, in the one body. We are one. We frighten you. We've never frightened you before. Zephram, it's so sad. How do you bear it this long? It's fine. Check out the shuttlecraft. Engine. Communications, everything. That will not be necessary, Captain. Your vehicle will operate as before. So will the communications device. You're letting us go? There could be nothing now to stop you. You said we would not know love because we'd be not human. Now we are human. We know the change of the days. We know death. But to touch the hand of man, nothing is as important. You're very beautiful. Part of me understands. Part does not. But it pleases me. I could explain many things. Oh, let me walk, Zephyr. Let me feel the earth against my feet. Let me feel the warmth of the sun on my face. 
You're beside me. Let me feel these things. Go ahead, Gagan. We have a few things to do. transmitting. Assume standard orbit when you arrive. We'll transport up in the shuttlecraft. What happened, Captain? Interesting story, Scotty. I can't tell you now because, quite frankly, I don't know how it's going to end. Check out. Everything will be an eye opener. There's a thousand planets out there. A thousand races. I'll show everything to you as soon as I learn my way around again. Maybe I can make up a little for everything you've done for me. I can't go with you, Zephyr. Of course you can. You have to. My life emanates from this place. If I should leave it for more than a tiny march of days, I'll cease to exist. I must return, even as you must consume that and maintain your life. You mean you gave up everything to be human? If you stay here, you'll eventually die. The joy of this hour, I am pleased. Well, I can't just fly away and leave you here. You must be free, Zephram Cochran. You saved my life. You took care of me. You loved me. I never understood. I do now. Captain, standard orbit established. Shuttlecraft base standing by to receive you. Stand by, Scotty. Enterprise is waiting, Mr. Gunn. I can't take her away from you. If I do, she'll die. If I leave her, she'll die of loneliness. I owe everything to her. I can't leave her. I love her. That's surprising. Not coming from a human being. Ah. You are, after all, essentially irrational. Think it over, Mr. Packer. There's a whole galaxy out there waiting to honor you. I have honors in that. But you will age, both of you. There will be no immortality. We'll both grow old here and finally die. That's been happening to men and women for a long time. I've got the feeling it's one of the pleasanter things about being human. As long as you grow old together. Sure. There's plenty of water here. The climate's good for growing things. I might even try and plant a fig tree. A man's entitled to that, isn't he? 
It isn't gratitude, Captain. Now that I see her, touch her, I know that I love her. We'll have a lot of years together. We'll be happy with you. All the best. Captain, don't tell them about me. Not a word, Mr. Cochran. Yeah. What about that war on Epsilon Canaris Three? Well, I'm sure the Federation can find another woman somewhere who will stop that woman.
Gotcha. I don't know what he was using that for, but he was using it for something. Right? Maybe a little, little afternoon delight kind of deal? I don't know. <laughs> we shall never know. We will never know. The world will never know. As the world turns. Right. So is there anything else? Did you know that used to be so popular? I'm going to get discontinued as the world turn. That used to be my favorite, but no, I don't have anything else. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess until next week, I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And we'll catch you in the next transmission. Bye!